you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We are the NFL Fantasy Live crew here on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. The number is 888-963-2682. We'll help you set your lineups, give you all the trade advice we can over the next couple of hours. Also break down all the big news fantasy-wise in the National Football League. And guys, somebody we've been talking about, we talked about him earlier today on NFL Fantasy Live and the NFL Network, also on NFL.com. Uh, something very tiny happened with Carson Palmer yesterday. I, I mean, I know it didn't get a lot of coverage, but now we know he's a Raider. He's likely going to start for the Raiders on Sunday. Michael Lombardi from the NFL Network reporting that earlier today. So now we know Carson Palmer's in. Jason Campbell is out. Carson Palmer's going to start. Can you start Carson Palmer this week? There's a lot of buys, Fabs. A lot of people looking for quarterbacks. Those back-end quarterbacks have not been very good. Those guys not coming through. The Grossmans, Fitzpatricks have not been playing well. We got buys. You start him this week? I'm sure fantasy owners out there have issue at quarterback. There's some real good ones on buys. There's other guys who are suddenly losing their jobs, like Rex Grossman and Donovan McNabb and the like. Uh, Blaine Gabbert's not a fantasy option for you at this point in the year. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that – just can't get it done from a fantasy perspective. He's playing the Chiefs. They've allowed the seventh or eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. I would not be shy about starting Carson Palmer ahead of guys like I just mentioned, ahead of guys who have not have really struggled uh, during the 2011 campaign. I know that he's going to have some rust, but based on the matchup, I would roll the dice. I tell you what, you know, Michael only. Had- talked for about what 45 seconds and his phone's already blowing up no somebody didn't like what he said i didn't realize he said something so controversial matt moore owners are very upset matt Matt moore owners boy if you saw that debacle how many points did the jets have against matt moore Uh, to his to to fab's 455 quarterbacks struggling you know we ran a picture of carson palmer on nfl.com you know in his raiders gear i don't know if you guys saw that he looked like jason garrett was I the only one that noticed that? A little bit. It looks like he lost some weight. Yeah, it looks like he lost yeah. weight, you know, and he didn't have the giant beard that he was sporting towards the end of last season. But uh, I agree with Fabs here. I mean, we, we have several quarterbacks that have been lost. Obviously, Jason Campbell has a collarbone injury, likely done for the year. And then uh, Donovan McNabb sitting on the pine. You just mentioned Matt Moore. 
Carson Palmer, I don't like him this week, whether he starts or, or whatever, whether he gets in, in the second quarter. I think you have to give him to after the bye, Jason. I mean, listen, the guy, it's not like he's been throwing the ball to NFL wideouts. I don't care how much military press he's been doing. I don't care if he's got P90X at home. The guy has not been throwing 15-yard outs to NFL wide receivers with corners that run 4-4s covering him. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm, I kind of back off Carson Palmer this week, too, because you can say, well, I'm working out. He's working out in Southern California, throwing footballs. That's great. But he's not been with a football team in almost a year. And you saw what the lockout did to a lot of people who weren't ready for the season after a long layoff there. Now you're adding another month and a half for Carson Palmer, especially because I think there's guys available that I like a little bit more. I love Matt Castle's matchup this week. Hopefully you picked up Tim Tebow. He's got a great matchup this week. I like Colt McCoy this week. There's a lot of guys out there. I'm not saying Carson Palmer's not going to be a guy, but, boy, to think he's going to come in and, and throw – he's going to be let me, on adrenaline. Let me throw some names out there. No, Carson Palmer or either one of the Seahawks quarterbacks? Oh, uh, you know Palmer. what? This You know what? This week, I like – which I think there's going to be a ton of points in that game. I like whoever starts with the Seahawks. Carson Palmer or Matt Moore? Oh, well, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer or, or Curtis Painter? Carson Palmer. Ooh, Carson Curtis, Palmer like Curtis or Blaine Gabbert? Carson Palmer. That's Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer or Sam Bradford? Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm going to go Sam Bradford on that one. Yeah, I would. I would roll the dice with Sam a guy Bradford. with a busted up ankle I'll, I'll, against I'll, an aggressive Cowboys defense. No, thank you. I'd say there is an there is an injury no, thank issue you. there. Yeah, but. well, if he plays, I still like Bradford. Uh, Kevin Cobb or Carson Palmer? That's tough. That I. You know what? I know. I know you're down on Cobb. I'm down on Cobb, but yep. I think I'd go with Cobb just because he's been the offense. He went to training camp. He's going to turn it around. Not against the Steelers, he's not. Not against the Steelers. All right. I think they Colt McCoy, the a lot. I, I Colt like, McCoy I like or Carson Palmer? Well, this week I'll go Colt. I like Colt McCoy. I'll go, Colt, okay. I'll go Colt McCoy this week. Jay Cutler or Carson Palmer? I think that's even Steven. Okay. I'll go Cutler. So we just talked about a handful of quarterbacks that you'd start Reed. Carson Palmer over. Well, I only gave you – I only oh, if you have like Matt Moore or if you have one of the Redskins quarterbacks, if you have a real bottom feeder, yeah, go out and Mark get Carson Mark Sanchez Palmer. or Carson Palmer? This week – well, I think going against the Chargers, who have allowed very few fantasy points to quarterbacks, yeah, I go Carson I'll, Palmer. I'll go Sanchez at home. Well, of course, 19, you're a Jets fan. He had 19 fantasy points last week. He's against had three the Dolphins, they stink. The Dolphins points. stink, I, and it wasn't even that great a day. Fabs makes a good point on the Dolphins. I I think I'd still go Sanchez only because Carson has been on a couch, man. I'm talking about this week. Now, long term, I sit on NFL Fantasy Live today. That if we're going long term for the rest of the year, and I've got Sanchez on my team, I would drop Sanchez for. Do you Palmer. remember a few years ago when Vinny Testaverde came off of his couch and hadn't played football in like a year and a half and started? I believe it was for the Carolina Panthers and had a good game. Yes, but that no was, reason why Carson Palmer can't do the same thing. Vinny Testaverde you know? was forty three. He was wiser. who cares? He what do you wiser. mean? Yeah, but I what think are you talking about? So Carson Palmer is not wiser. Carson, look, Carson Palmer, I think his best fantasy days are behind him. Regardless, yeah, no, of, I agree with you, too. W- w- whether or not he can do it this week. This is a guy who was last was great like four or five years ago. Last year, he was middle of the pack in the NFL. He had better receivers I'm, last year. All I'm saying, guys, year. is that there are quarterbacks out there that people are using that Carson Palmer is a better option than. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying start him over Roethlisberger or Romo or even Matt Ryan, who's been a disappointment, or Freeman or Schaub or, or, or any of those guys. But there's quarterback. Listen. I'm in a league where I drafted Peyton Manning, and at the time I thought I was brilliant because I got him in the fifth round, and that completely blew up in my face. My quarterbacks are basically switching in and out every single week based on matchups. I may have to start Carson Palmer this week, and I'll do it. Let me just throw this out to you guys. Obviously, this is uh, can't happen, but Jason Campbell or Carson Palmer? Because Campbell has not been a disappointment this year fantasy-wise. 
No, but but that's that that's not that's not steep the reality. Right. right. Well, the point that I'm making is that look at the options that he has to throw to those same guys that Campbell does. I think Fabs is right. I think Palmer is better than some of the options that are out there. But at the end of the day, his best receiver so far has been Darius Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay is a, a great play in a bye week. Okay, but is Darius Hayward Bay a legit top ten fantasy receiver this season? I don't think he's so. not legit yeah. top ten. But is he is he a legit start? Yeah, I mean, I I would love to have. I would be very happy if I had Darius Hayward Bay as my flex. I'd be every week some shade of happy if he was number if he was my number two. But I'd be very happy right now if he was my flex every week. Yeah, like, for the, you, for the foreseeable gonna, future. How sure. do you feel about that? Fabs? I'd be happy. Would you pencil in DHB as your starting flex from here until week? You know, I'd be 14. playing the matchups, but I wouldn't be afraid to start him. I always, I, I always play I the matchups. I think, yeah, you know, matchup-based starter, yes. But would I? is he a pencil in every week guy? I don't think so. And we're talking about the best receiver on the Raiders. We're not even getting, you know, deeper into their team. So part of my issue with Palmer as a start is not Palmer himself. It's the weapons he has there. At the end of the day, the best weapon the Raiders have is number 20 in the backfield. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Number is 888-XM-FANTASY, going through all the big news of the day. And we had the breaking news earlier today, guys, and I, I guess I was just very happy that we actually got the breaking news. Last week we found out on Sunday morning that Tim Hightower was going to start for the Washington Redskins. Ryan Terrain wound up starting. Mike Shanahan, thank you very much. Today we find out John Beck is going to be the quarterback in Washington. I don't think this means we're going to get a big switcheroo and back to Rex Grossman on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But here we have now a new quarterback in Washington, Santana Moss, Terrain, the running games there. How does this move affect the weapons right now in Washington? Because obviously you're not picking up John Beck and starting him, but how does it affect everybody else? I, listen, uh, I had said earlier in the season to play Rex Grossman if you need a quarterback based on the matchups. Uh, and that worked out pretty well for a few weeks. And then Rex turned into Rex Grossman. Sure. Uh, he remembered he, who he was. He reverted back to the lousy, turnover-prone quarterback that we all knew and loved, or, or hated, depending on if you started him on your fantasy team. I don't think it affects Santana Moss, because I just don't like Santana Moss. He was a bust on my preseason uh, bust list on NFL.com. He's all or nothing. Uh, the matchup this week is not good. Carolina's tough against wide receivers. Ryan Terrain, I still play him. I still play him this week. Uh, I think Beck being in there is good news for Fred Davis. He's not going to go deep. He's going to be looking for those short and intermediate passes in the middle of the field. And with Chris Cooley out, I think Fred Davis's value is on the rise. But the Redskins are not a huge play in fantasy these days anyways. There's not a lot of big stars there. Yeah, I, I like Fred Davis, and, and that, that's the one guy I like the most simply because I think it doesn't matter who the quarterback is because he, he did well with Rex Grossman. He stayed during the bye week to get treatment, work out with Rex Grossman. Rex gets benched. He still winds up with a nearly 100-yard day. I think the arrow's going up for Fred Davis regardless. Yeah. He's the guy I actually like the most mm-hmm. on that team right now. Well, you guys just made so many points about the Redskins. All I can say at this point is they wear burgundy and gold. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> to the point of Fred Davis. That may wind up being the best point come Sunday. Well, one, you know, something to add there. Chris Cooley, injury problems. So Fred Davis is the guy. I do agree that Beck's going to be checking the ball down. And one thing, to go back to Hayward Bay, Fred Davis has almost as many fantasy points as Darius Hayward Bay does. Just a thought. So when you talk about a, a clear flex start of the rest of the year, if I said, hey, would you put Fred Davis in your flex for the rest of the year, you'd be like, no way. But they're not that far apart. 
Yeah. I, I tell you, Fred Davis is – I don't know why people dropped him because he was great the first couple of weeks and then he had a couple of down weeks and suddenly he was available in over 50%. People cut bait on tight ends like that. And now it's like, well, he's going to be the – he's one of the most picked up guys on the list. Mm-hmm. Let's get to uh, Christian Ponder, the other news the last 24 hours. Christian Ponder takes over as a starting quarterback in Minnesota for Donovan McNabb. I don't know that this means a lot for anybody in Minnesota simply because Percy Harvin has been disappointing and Adrian Peterson is finding it tough sledding. Uh, it can't be any worse because McNabb has been awful. I mean, look, he's at the end of the road as far as being a quarterback in the NFL goes. Ponder's going to be able to get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs, but I, I don't know, Elliot. Do you think this affects you know this good, bad news for anybody else on Minnesota? Oh, boy, that's, that is a tough one. I, does it affect Shianko? I You know, that's... that's uh... That's a really tough one. But let me say this about Ponder. It's so easy to poo-poo a rookie quarterback and say, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's facing Dom Capers' defense. You know, a couple of positives. The guy can make plays with his legs. We saw that against Chicago the other night. Chances are they're going to be down 21-3 to to the Packers, which means what? They're going to have to throw the ball. If it's not there, if he doesn't know his reads, what's he going to do? He's going to tuck the ball and run, which, oh, by the way, gets you fantasy points. I know no one is going to start Ponder unless they're absolutely freaking desperate. But I I don't want to be so quick to just completely poo-poo the guy as a fantasy quarterback. I don't think anyone expected Andy Dalton to do as well as he has. Certainly no one thought Cam Newton was going to do well. When we talked about Cam Newton facing the Packers in Week 2, he actually had an incredible fantasy day. So I... I I guess I'm taking the positive side on Ponder because it's so easy to deep-six the kid. I, I want to... I'll, I'll say the same thing. Rookie quarterbacks have played well this year. Uh, the rules have certainly affected uh, the the quality of play and the quality of the statistics from quarterbacks. But name me the last Florida State quarterback that was any good in the NFL. Charlie Ward wasn't that good. Nice, Charlie he never Ward. played. He's a point guard for the New <laughs> York Knicks. Casey Well, listen, <laughs> and you know what? A lot of people, you know, think that this is sort of a stereotypical point of view. I look at where, especially at quarterbacks, where these guys went to school. Uh, I knew David Card was a horrible pick because of where he went to school. Uh, numbers were inflated. David Klingler, same thing. Andre Ware, same thing. Uh, Achilles Smith, same thing. And any Notre Dame quarterbacks that come out, I wouldn't touch him if I was a GM with a 10-foot pole. And Jimmy Clausen proved that last year. He's not any good. Christian Ponder went to a school that does not produce good quarterbacks in the NFL level. And while I don't think this is a bad move for Percy Harvin and Adrian Peterson because McNabb was clearly just terrible – uh, maybe it's even a little bit of an upgrade uh, to those guys because maybe Ponder will be able to do some more things running around the pocket uh, behind a questionable offensive line. Christian Ponder is not somebody that I'm seeing making any sort of Tim Tebow, uh, Cam Newton, or even Andy Dalton impact. Well, I'm just curious, now that you named all these guys, uh, did you think Browning Nagel was going to be a— uh, I knew he was going to be a bust coming out of Louisville. Are you kidding me? great opening game against Atlanta, and then he just yeah. fell off a cliff. It, like, <laughs> it's, it's weird that GMs in the, in the National Football League don't pick up on this because if, if somebody like me, who I couldn't be a GM in the NFL you know, to save my life, no chance about it. Fantasy football is about as far as I'm going, right? But— these quarterbacks that come from schools that just air it out constantly and spread it around, and they all all they do is throw it. It, it just seems – and Florida State guys, Notre Dame guys, um, it's it just odd to me that especially the Vikings would go that high on a guy from a school that, again, does not produce – Good NFL quarterbacks. Well, let me let me well go a step. Point. Let me go a step further on this too. As, as far as Christian Ponder goes, yeah, I didn't like him. As I thought it was a reach. I thought what happened in the draft was the Vikings saw the run on quarterback starting and said, "Well, we got to get our guy." So they panicked and took Christian Ponder. But you can succeed as a rookie in the NFL. In fantasy, where it was. 
if you are put in a position to succeed. Look at Cam Newton. Was Cam Newton on a really bad team, or was he on a team that just had a really bad year? He was on a team that had a really bad year because it was just two years ago. They had a great running attack. Their offensive line was pretty good. You had a top-ten wide receiver in Steve Smith. So, yeah, you can put Cam Newton in there. It's not like you're going to put him behind an offensive line that's going to get him killed. Newton can evade sacks, keep plays alive, run, and he's a goal-line guy. Boom, that's fine. Same thing with Andy Dalton. You throw Andy Dalton in there, the offensive line is okay. you got a running back you can depend on in Cedric Benson. You drafted A.J. Green. Your defense is lights out, and it, you can tell early on this defense is going to help us make plays and, 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 and keep our guys on the field. So you go Andy Dalton. But now you got Christian Ponder. You're throwing him in. He's going to be running for his life. I mean, he's not in a position to succeed. He's got no playmakers, maybe a little bit of street ball, and he's able to, to, to make some plays and get out of the pocket and throw a couple deep passes to Percy Harvin. But he's not in a position to succeed, and that's why I don't like him saying, okay, yeah, put Ponder in there. Maybe he can make plays and run and be the next great rookie quarterback. Well, let me Let me just ask you guys this. If I said Christian Ponder this week throws for 180 yards – a touchdown and no interceptions. Is that a stretch? 180 I think yards. that's a great week for him. Okay. I think that's a great week. What do you think, Fabs? Is that realistic that he's very careful with the ball, throws for 180 yards, not much, and a touchdown? Uh, okay. Sure. Right, absolutely. So that's realistic. not much, right? Sure. So we're yeah. talking that's like 7.2 points plus a touchdown. It's 11.2 using NFL.com scoring. Mm-hmm. What if he scrambles for 55 yards on top of that? Now all of a sudden you have a guy that just got you 16 points plus. Well, you're not you're not looking at the three interceptions he's going to yeah, throw to. Yeah. You know, we I mean, thought, that's a perfect world for him. But that's we a perfect thought that world. Dalton was going to do that too, and Andy Dalton was pretty careful with the football. You know, he didn't put up the big numbers the first couple of weeks, but he didn't throw any interceptions. I don't think in either of his first two starts. Right. He but he didn't become a real viable fantasy quarterback until about three four weeks in. And now he is. He's had a bunch of weeks where he, look, I played him last week. He got me 19 points. It's like 19 is the magic number for Andy Dalton. But I, I just think Ponder, I, I'd like to see it. Look, I'm, I'm not rooting against the kid. I'd like to see him do it. I just think in reality, he's going to throw picks. He's going to be overwhelmed when he comes in and sees and sees NFL defenses, how they how they play fast for the first time. When it, we talk about not coming off the bench going in cold when you have time to prepare and they've had time to prepare for you. I, I'd love to see it. I, I, just, I just don't see it. Well, let's stay in the division. The Ronnie Brown trade obviously wasn't near as big as the Brandon Lloyd deal. Certainly not as big as Carson Palmer. What effect do you think it has on the Lions and fantasy owners? I think this week, Morris Morris is the guy to get off the waiver wire if you need to replace Job at best because I don't think he's going to play um, with the concussion issues. The problem is that Ronnie Job at Brown best won't play. Job right. at best. Yeah. Who did I say? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you did say. You said I, Billy Sims wouldn't play. Yeah, oh, maybe okay. I spaced. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the thing is that maybe Ronnie Brown comes in and sees the goal line work. Is it a committee of two guys that are backups and – that causes a lot of confusion from a fantasy perspective. Morris knows the offense. Brown doesn't. Uh, maybe down the road, Ronnie Brown is the better handcuff, which I think will probably happen. But this week, Maurice Morris, I think, is a better flex play. But again, uh, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot yeah, avoid this week. Yeah, you can. I a lot. The, is the... I think the Lions will chuck it all over the place against Atlanta. Yeah, I like Brown as a handcuff if you have Javid Best because obviously the Lions are worried about his health. How many times can we give him the football until he may break down or get hurt? And I think they, they've seen that a big scare with the concussion. Okay, let's bring a guy in. We can give the goal line carries to, the short yardage carries to. I like Brown going forward. I get him as a handcuff. I don't know if I'd play him unless you have injury problems. But, yeah, if you have room on your bench, I go get him. You know, you guys have to listen to me spin yarn about this on Fantasy Live on NFL Network, so I apologize. But don't you think at some point the Lions have got to be cognizant of not putting everything on Stafford, given his injury history? And as if I, I don't have Stafford in, in you know either one of my leagues, but I would worry about that if I was an owner that 
my quarterback who's getting me all these points is going to get hurt. I, I think this is Stafford's year three in the NFL, and I think this is time to say if you're ever going to put it on his shoulders, it's time to do it now. Look, if he gets hurt, your season's done regardless. We saw what happened when he got hurt the last couple of years. Yeah, you got you got to find out. You, look, you're our guy. You're our franchise guy. We started out 5-0. and We had a bit of a letdown last week, played a pretty good defense, coming off a big emotional Monday night win. I, I, I'm fine with putting everything on Stafford's shoulders. I'm fine if I'm a fantasy owner and I got Stafford and I say, okay, you know what? I want to trade my really good backup for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'll go do it because I'll ride with Matthew Stafford and how it goes, it goes. Which, by the way, Stafford did not have a bad game against the 49ers. No, it was just a few, a couple, couple yards short of 300. And, you know, but it was just, you know, it was a come down week because of what happened on Monday night. It's NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210XM87, Jason Smith, NFL.com Senior, Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com's Elliot Harrison, 888-963-2682 is the number. That is 888XM Fantasy coming up. We'll help you set your lineups, and also we'll get into all the big injury issues right now in the National Football League, and yes, we will get to Tim Tebow. NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210XM87. From the NFL Network and NFL.com, Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harris, and our show NFL Fantasy Live every day, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and again at midnight on the NFL Network, we're rocking and rolling. Can we talk a different Tebow. kind of fantasy? There, there's sure. photos of Lindsay Lohan in handcuffs on TMZ. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to be looking up fantasy stuff, and you're looking at photos that of is Lindsay fantasy Lohan stuff. in handcuffs. Was that Dawkins we were just listening yes. to? Yes. Yeah. George Lynch is one of the most yeah. underrated qu- uh, guitarists. <laughs> or, quarterbacks. or quarterbacks. Or quarterbacks. I'm, I, I'm Lindsay Lohan's Four power forwards. Why didn't you bring him up in the Carson Palmer discussion? Look, do you want to start George Lynch? Or Carson Palmer. I'm going George Lynch. Well, I think George you. Lynch is more overrated than Carson Palmer. Oh, you're I'm, crazy. I'm not a Dokken guy. I've never been a Dokken guy. Jason, you know how when you're I play crazy. a guitar in here, I always look at my guitar while I'm playing? And then you look at it, me, and yeah. that's very weird. That's yes. because when the guys, when, in those videos, my, my <laughs> oldest brother has a name for it. When the guys would look at their guitars like that and smile, uh-huh. it's like they couldn't believe their own awesomeness. <laughs> you know what they're playing? Oh, well, boy. I think Tim Tebow falls into that category. Yeah, I have, I have awesomeness. Tebow fever. I have Lohan fever, but I have Tebow fever also. You know, he's a guy this week. Everybody had to pick him up last week because yeah. going in the bye, he's, he's that kind of fantasy monster. I, I got him like as my number four or five quarterback this week. Yeah. I mean, look, with the buys going on, so you had a couple of huge guys on a bye. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's not many guys I would play over Tebow this I week. I have him like as my six. And, and let's look at the numbers because that's what fantasy football is all about is the numbers. Three starts last year, led all players in fantasy points during that time. Averaged over 20 fantasy points a game. Averaged about 11 fantasy points a game uh, per half. This year, played one half, less than one half, against the Chargers. Scores almost 16 fantasy points and outscores Tom Brady, Darren McFadden, and Roddy White, who had played the entire game. Tim Tebow is potentially your fantasy savior. Uh, I'm in a league where you have to put up waiver wire bids. I bid $52 on him because my quarterback situation is a little shaky. I really believe in this guy. And against the Dolphins, who just, they stink. I mean, their defense is horrible. Uh, Tebow's going to be fired up to play in Florida, where he went to college, where he found so much success. Maybe the Broncos lose the game. I don't know. They probably win against the Dolphins. But Tebow's going to put up some points. Look, I'm thinking Tim Tebow for this this week. 200 yards passing, 50 yards rushing. And this is conservative. 200 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, a touchdown throw in the football, touchdown run in the football. That's over a 20-point week, even if being conservative for Tebow. But see, you missed something right there. What about the extra 2.5 points you get when he does the unnecessary 360 spin move on the pass? You like, like that? That's yeah. even more. Then it makes him even more appealing. I mean, come on. By the way, call this a shameless plug, but it's a shameless plug for you guys. You guys never tell our listeners how they can find your rankings. 
NFL.com slash fantasy. Okay. Well, hey. You, That's you, it. There you go. And, in fact, we'll get to Michael Fabiano's starts and sits coming up in a bit. Still rated number one, the number one start-sit percentage across the nation for all fantasy experts. He gave us some great starts and sit stuff last week. We'll get to that coming up in the show as well. Give me point total right now. Tim Tebow right now. Before we get to Tim Hightower. Tebow right now. Point total this week. 23 fantasy points. Before we get to another Tim that we talk way too much about. Yeah. yeah. Tim Tebow, you say 23? 23. I'm going to have to go a little lower than that. I, I think high teens. I'll go a little higher. I'll go 25. 25. I'll that's go 25. A, that's a monster game. It's a big game. game. That's a big game. But, I mean, it, it's the Dolphins. And the I Dolphins agree. are horrible. Think right. Cam Newton. He doesn't have the big arm like Cam Newton does, but he certainly has the scrambling ability. Yeah. He's going to get all those goal line carries. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and that other Tim that uh, EH had mentioned was Tim Hightower, who returned to a full practice on Wednesday, and it looks like the Redskins' backfield situation is going to continue to frustrate fantasy owners. Mike Shanahan said earlier in the week that Hightower won't play until his shoulder is back to 100%. Well, if he's back at practice, maybe that shoulder is getting healthier, which means that against the Panthers, who have a lot more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the National Football League, we, as fantasy owners, are hung out to dry. Do you start Ryan Terrain? Do you start Tim Hightower? Does Roy Hallou have any sort of value? I can, I can say with confidence that Mike Shanahan is the most hated coach in fantasy football. You know, I'm, I'm going to channel my inner Adam Rank here since he replaced me on the show last week. Thanks for welcoming me back, by the way, Jason. Elliot, I've, I've seen you every day since sure. then. I've sure. seen you every day since next Wednesday. Since last Wednesday. <laughs> but Adam Rank calls him uh, Shanahanigans. Yeah. And what else can you say? That's the, the perfect comment for it. But mm-hmm. we've got Chris in New Hampshire who's been sitting, waiting very patiently. Chris, you on the line? I hear you got a pretty good trade question. Uh, yes, I do. I do. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll start off by saying I think I may be addicted to trading, so uh, I want to make sure I don't do something that uh, is unnecessary. Uh, I have um, starting lineup Stafford. Uh, Running backs are pretty solid. Uh, Adrian Peterson, MJD, and Flex. I have Mendenhall. Uh, tight end, I got Graham. And then at wide receivers, um, I have Megatron, so I'm set there. I have to start three. I have Jordy Nelson and Mike Williams, Tampa Bay. Uh, just, I mean, the disappointment with Mike Williams uh, is just terrible at this point. I'm, I'm sick of him. I want him off my team, uh, or at least on the bench. Uh, I have Stafford and Big Ben. I start one quarterback. Uh, I'm thinking there's a guy out there right now that um, has four solid uh, wide receivers. I feel A.J. Green, uh, Brandon Lloyd, Mike Wallace, and... Um, there's a fourth, uh, a fourth one there. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought there. But um, he's kind of weak at quarterback. Uh, so I was thinking of trading Stafford right now because my, my waiver wire also has some secondary quarterbacks. I could go out there and get if I needed uh, to plug and play with Big Ben and someone else. Uh, the third, uh, fourth receiver is uh, Anquan Bolden, sorry. Um, so I was thinking of trying to trade Stafford over to him, maybe package Mike Williams and Stafford for – um, someone like a, a Wallace and maybe a Tebow. He does have Tebow, but he's kind of nervous with him. I'm just kind of trying to think what your thoughts were. I would do that. If if you could get Mike Wallace and Tebow in exchange for Roethlisberger and Williams, first off, you'd have to wear one of those black no, little no, no. things over your trade in Stafford. Stafford. Oh, Stafford, yeah. okay. Um, that I don't do. I, I mean, as much to get Tebow got, back and Mike Wallace. Yeah, but you're have Jordy he's got Nelson. Do you're going to play Calvin Johnson and Jordy Nelson. You're How many play. wide receivers do you oh, start? Boy. Three or two? I, I play three, so I have Calvin Johnson, Jordy Nelson. Um, so Mike, Mike Williams has been your starter. Mike Williams has been my starter. 
You know what? I, first, I offer Roethlisberger. Uh, and, and Elliot, you know my whole thing. If you mm-hmm. ain't trading, you ain't trying. But I would try Roethlisberger first. Always lowball your, your your trade partner first. And then let them be mad and say, oh, my God, this is a terrible offer. And then come back with something stronger. So I would offer Big Ben and Williams for Wallace. I doubt the owner will take that. I, I, I wouldn't even package Williams. I mean, Stafford for Wallace straight up is pretty good. But if you can get Tebow back. Well, let me tell you something, Chris. When Fab says he would lowball first, trust me, he means it. But uh, as far as just, I just want to throw one thing out on Roethlisberger. He plays a very – the Steelers in general play a very favorable schedule. Uh, they play the NFC West this year, as does all the, all the teams in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, his next couple of weeks, he's got uh, Arizona Cardinals, then New England. New England's had a lot of trouble stopping opposing passing games. Yep. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger would not necessarily be a bad guy. Obviously, if you're getting Tebow, you probably start Tebow most of the time. But I'm saying if you have to start Roethlisberger, considering their schedule, it's not a bad play. And if it's a one-for-one and you do trade Stafford, do not take anything less than Mike Wallace. Yeah, I totally agree. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87. Jason Smith alongside Elliot Harris and Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network and NFL.com. We'll keep helping you set your starting lineups right now. Again, 888-963-2682. Trade advice and straight ahead, we'll get to some starts and sits for Week 7 in the NFL. We'll take a look at some quarterbacks with our top-ranked. Michael Fabiano, that's coming up next. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Spot, you know, guys starting to buy it. It's, boy, it's really yeah. it, it's really not as many as right. you would like to as you would like to. Bradford think. has not that's been hard. good this year. Curtis Painter, not a lot of faith in him. Sanchez inconsistent. Cobb's been terrible his last two games. Tavares Jackson or Charlie Whitehurst, eh. Matt Moore, eh. I, I mean, and you've got Eli off this week. You've got Tom Brady off this week. Uh, you've got some really good quarterbacks that won't be available to you. So. I, again, I, I think Josh Freeman's a good start. Give me, give me a point total. If you're starting one, if you're going out and you're starting a guy off your bench, you're starting a guy off the waiver wire. Give me a point total that you can expect to say, okay, this is a good week from my backup quarterback. I think play in this. I game. think if you can get 15 points from your quarterback, that's a good week. If you're getting standard four points for a passing touchdown, I think that's very good. It, I, I would never sneeze at somebody who scores. 15 fantasy points at the quarterback position, especially if it's a guy like a Freeman or if it's a guy like a Cutler or a Matt Ryan who haven't been real consistent this season. 15 points to me without your number one quarterback in there, whether it's because of injury or by, I take that all day long. Yeah, I think if you're over 202 touchdowns, anything else is, is gravy. Now you got to realize you're going to get a couple of picks in there, whatever. But I think if you're over 202 touchdowns, Elliot, I think, okay, don't get, you can't say, oh boy, this guy didn't do it. That's pretty good. I agree. You know, it's interesting that you use 15 as your line of demarcation there mm-hmm. because uh, Matt Money Smith, who's obviously on NFL Fantasy Live with us on NFL Network, uh, he and I did our projections uh, for Jay Cutler and Josh Freeman, and we had Cutler coming in at 14.9. The two of us, we had Freeman coming in at 10.9. So we have Freeman much lower than you guys do, and Cutler were right at that cusp. But it sounds like you guys both like Freeman over Cutler. You yeah, I do. This week, I do. yeah, but it's close though. I mean, it's close. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset if I'm saying okay, Cutler. I think it's close. Freeman's coming off the bigger week. Obviously, we think they're going to throw the football a little bit more. But you know what? They gave the ball to Ernest Graham a lot last week. He ran for over 100 I don't, yards. I don't. They could do it to him again. What's funny is that, especially with Andre Johnson out, you've got a, you've got a pocket of quarterbacks, about five guys: Freeman, Schaub, Flacco, Ryan Cutler. That you can get a great game one week and just an absolute stinker the next week. 
those guys have not been seriously consistent this season. So you play the matchups and you roll the dice, and, and that's what you're left with, especially during the bye weeks. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. The number to get through to us, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Ball in New Jersey, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. What do you got? 10-team, non-PPR league. I'm, my starting running backs uh, are going to be Graham and Peterson. Uh, I need two wide receivers and a flex from the following four choices. I got Nate Washington. Percy Harvin, Eric Decker, and Mark Ingram. You need three of those four? Correct. Who do I leave out? I leave out Nate Washington, man. I just don't like Nate Washington. Ever, ever since Kenny Br- – I know Elliot's already laughing because he does like Nate Washington, but ever since Britt's gone down, Nate right. Washington's production's gone down because he's drawn the number one corner from the opposing team. And if you look at Nate Washington's production while he's been with the Tennessee Titans and the number one, he's not very good. It's not very good. I mean, Justin Gage was actually a better fantasy actor than him uh, for a time there with the Tennessee Titans. I like the matchup with Mark Ingram against the Colts. I like the matchup with Decker, who's now the number one wide receiver for the Broncos, right. playing against the Dolphins. Percy Harvin, I don't particularly care for, but I like him more than a Nate Washington only because he is going to be a guy who will give you some rushing yards potentially and – Again, I'm just I'm not a Nate Washington guy. Yeah, that's where it came down to for me too between Harvin and Washington. With yeah. Harvin, you never know week to week, and with Washington, I thought he would do better as a number one wide receiver. Yeah, but your point is well taken that he's always double covered. Right. Well, let me just throw this out here since I got called out here by my co-host for liking Nate Washington. The reason I How like Nate, you. I like actually the other co-host, the <laughs> Italian one. Uh, the reason I like Nate Washington is because they're playing the Texans, and the Texans had trouble getting to Flacco last week. Flacco was able to complete some deep deep balls, and, and uh, I, I just see the Titans being able to do that to Nate, or with Nate Washington this weekend. Eric Decker, like, I have Eric Decker on my team. I want Eric Decker to be good, but the reality is he caught two passes for negative four yards last week, and he's got a new quarterback in there. Until I see that he and Tebow have some kind of connection, then I actually trust Hasselbeck to Washington more than I do Tebow to Decker. So for me, the decision would come down between Harvin and Decker as opposed to Harvin and Washington. What say you, Jason Smith? It, it, it comes down to me between Harvin and Nate Washington, and I like Nate Washington more. Look, Tebow's got to throw the ball to somebody. Eric Decker has proven he's that guy. I mean, maybe Demarius Thomas, but with Brandon Lloyd out of the equation, he has to throw the football to Eric Decker. Uh, Percy Harvin, I, I'm not convinced that going into this week, suddenly he's going to have a big week from Christian Ponder. I have more confidence, if I'm talking about getting points from anybody, I have more confidence that Nate Washington will get in the end zone than I will Percy Harvin. So for me, it comes down to that. Ingram, not a big fan of, but he has been in the end zone the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's starting to get it. But yeah, for me, it comes down to yeah, I just I don't, I don't trust Nate Washington. That's just me. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live, the NFL Network, also NFL.com. Coming up next, we'll get to some big starts and sits for running backs. Also continue to help you set your fantasy lineup as NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210. XM87 rolls on. It'll be available to you. So, I, again, I, I think Josh Freeman's a good start. Give me, give me a point total. If you're starting one, if you're going out and you're starting a guy off your bench, you're starting a guy off the waiver wire. Give me a point total that you can expect to say, okay, this is a good week from my backup quarterback. I think playing this. I week. think if you can get 15 points from your quarterback, that's a good week. If you're getting standard four points for a passing touchdown, I think that's very good. I, I would never sneeze at somebody who scores 
15 fantasy points at the quarterback position, especially if it's a guy like a Freeman or if it's a guy like a Cutler or a Matt Ryan who haven't been real consistent this season. 15 points to me without your number one quarterback in there, whether it's because of injury or by, I take that all day long. Yeah, I think if you're over 202 touchdowns, anything else is, is gravy. Now, you got to realize you're going to get a couple of picks in there, whatever. But I think if you're over 202 touchdowns, Elliot, I think, okay, don't get, you can't say, oh boy, this guy didn't do it. That's pretty good. I agree. You know, it's interesting that you use 15 as your line of demarcation there mm-hmm. because uh, Matt Money Smith, who's obviously on NFL Fantasy Live with us on NFL Network, uh, he and I did our projections uh, for Jay Cutler and Josh Freeman, and we had Cutler coming in at 14.9. The two of us, we had Freeman coming in at 10.9. So we have Freeman much lower than you guys do, and Cutler were right at that cusp. But it sounds like you guys both like Freeman over Cutler. You yeah, I do. This week, I do. yeah, but it's close though. I mean, it's close. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset if I'm saying okay, Cutler. I think it's close. Freeman's coming off the bigger week. Obviously, we think they're going to throw the football a little bit more. But you know what? They gave the ball to Ernest Graham a lot last week. He ran for over 100 I don't, yards. I don't. Yeah, they could do it to him again. What's funny is that, especially with Andre Johnson out, you've got a, you've got a pocket of quarterbacks, about five guys: Freeman, Schaub, Flacco, Ryan Cutler. That you can get a great game one week and just an absolute stinker the next week. Uh, those guys have not been seriously consistent this season, so you play the matchups and you roll the dice, and, and that's what you're left with, especially during the bye weeks. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. The number to get through to us, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Paul in New Jersey, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. What do you got? 10-team, non-PPR league. My starting running backs are going to be Graham and Peterson. Uh, I need two wide receivers and a flex from the following four choices. I got Nate Washington, Percy Harvin, Eric Decker, and Mark Ingram. You need three of those four? Correct. Who do I leave out? I leave out Nate Washington, man. I just don't like Nate Washington. Ever, ever since Kenny Britt, I know Elliot's already laughing because he does like Nate Washington, but ever since Britt's gone down, Nate Washington's production's gone down because he's drawn the number one corner from the opposing team. And if you look at Nate Washington's production while he's been with the Tennessee Titans and the number one, he's not very good. It's not very good. I mean, Justin Gage was actually a better fantasy actor than him uh, for a time there with the Tennessee Titans. I like the matchup with Mark Ingram against the Colts. I like the matchup with Decker, who's now the number one wide receiver for the Broncos, playing against the Dolphins. Percy Harvin, I don't particularly care for, but I like him more than Nate Washington only because... He is going to be a guy who will give you some rushing yards potentially, and again, I'm just I'm not a Nate Washington guy. Yeah, that's where it came down to for me too between Harvin and Washington. With yeah. Harvin, you never know week to week, and with Washington, I thought he would do better as a number one wide receiver. Yeah, but your point is well taken that he's always double covered. Right. Well, let me just throw this out here since I got called out here by my co-host for liking Nate Washington. The reason I How like dare Nate, you, I like. Actually, the other co-host, the Italian one. Uh, the reason I like Nate Washington is because they're playing the Texans. And the Texans had trouble getting to Flacco last week. Flacco was able to complete some deep deep balls. And, and uh, I, I just see the Titans being able to do that to Nate, or with Nate Washington this weekend. Eric Decker. I have Eric Decker on my team. I want Eric Decker to be good. But the reality is he caught two passes for negative four yards last week. And he's got a new quarterback in there. Until I see that he and Tebow have some kind of connection, then I actually trust 
Hasselbeck to Washington more than I do Tebow to Decker. So for me, the decision would come down between Harvin and Decker as opposed to Harvin and Washington. What say you, Jason Smith? It, it, it comes down to me between Harvin and Nate Washington, and I like Nate Washington more. Look, Tebow's got to throw the ball to somebody. Eric Decker has proven he's that guy. I mean, maybe Demarius Thomas, but with Brandon Lloyd out of the equation, he has to throw the football to Eric Decker. Uh, Percy Harvin, I, I'm not convinced that going into this week, suddenly he's going to have a big week from Christian Ponder. I have more confidence, if I'm talking about getting points from anybody, I have more confidence that Nate Washington will get in the end zone than I will Percy Harvin. So for me, it comes down to that. Ingram, I'm not a big fan of, but he has been in the end zone the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's starting to get it, but yeah, for me it comes down to. Yeah, Washington I just Harvard. I don't I don't trust Nate Washington. That's just me. Eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 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 nine six three two six eight two. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live, the NFL Network, also NFL.com. Coming up next, we'll get to some big starts and sits for running backs. Also, continue to help you set your fantasy lineup as NFL Fantasy Live on Series two ten XM eighty seven rolls on. We know the down boys. Go to the end zone. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Network and NFL.com as we help you set your lineups over the next hour plus here on the show today. Going to give you some running back starts over the next couple of minutes here. Michael Fabiano, the top-rated expert across the nation as far as starts and sits percentage goes. Some running backs we like right there. There's a couple of guys. I'll kick it off. I like Jackie Battle. I've been saying for the last week, look, I love his potential because he is a guy who, there's once or twice a year, there's that running back on the waiver wire who has the potential to be a number one running back for the rest of the season. Battle's that guy. I think DeMarco Murray could be that guy in Dallas because of Felix Jones' injury and he's not been able to produce. But, Fabs, there's guys you like, too, and I know Ryan Matthews highlights that list. Yeah, I mean, your, uh, your Jets just not very good against the run this year. They <laughs> no. allowed an average of about 22 fantasy points per game. The running backs... Uh, that's sixth most, and it looks like he's going to be back. So Ryan Matthews, a nice start. And you got to roll Richard Mendenhall as well. Great game last week, and I think his success will continue against the Cardinals. We mentioned Mark Ingram's a good start. Jackie Battle also maybe a flex play against the Raiders. We don't know what's going on with the backfield situation in Washington. Keep tabs on that. But I do think Ryan Terrain, if you're desperate, you need a flex starter. You can roll with him. And you mentioned DeMarco Murray. I, I mean, he is a very nice sleeper this week. The Rams have been terrible against the run. We all know that, although the Packers couldn't do anything against them last week. But I think DeMarco Murray, because Felix Jones is out for several weeks with that ankle, comes in and sees a lot of targets, a lot of touches. Maybe Tashar Choice also plays uh, a role in this offense. Maybe he's a flex starter in a deeper league. But I go with upside, I go with youth, and I'm going with Murray over Choice this week if I had to pick one of the two. Yeah, I've, I've been talking up to Marco Murray. I think Jason Garrett starting to trust him. We've seen him play. He played week one against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's gotten on the field. Uh, you know, Tashard Choice came in there. He put the ball on the carpet in the, the first or second quarter against the Patriots. And when you're a backup running back and you're handling the ball five, six, eight times a game, tops, you can't fumble. You just you, you can't do it because the coaches aren't going to have confidence in you. I think Murray is the guy to get the majority of the plays there. But we do have one caller on the line uh brian in chicago brian what's up man hey thanks for taking the call i appreciate it hey i'm i'm five and one in my league right now i've been doing really good but this bye league is killing me i got like stevie johnson fred jackson bradshaw all on a bye so i'm really fighting for guys i drafted daniel thomas i'm thinking about starting him um but i got sydney rice as my third receiver as a flex i don't really have any other options to really go with unless i go to the waiver wire do you think i should just roll with that instead of making any transactions or should I go for the waiver wire and maybe go after that Murray kid from uh, Dallas and drop somebody else on my on my uh, roster I'm just I don't really want to just you know suck it up for one week and you know possibly take a loss 
because I'm doing pretty well in my league. I'm 5-1 right. with the most points scored so far, you know, and I don't want to just, like, nail it in for a week, you know? Right, Brian. Well, I, I you know, I'll just say this before I let Jason and Fabs get to it, that yeah. I don't know that Sidney Rice is a horrible play against the Browns. Uh, I, I agree with you, Jason. I could see some points being scored in that game. I like DeMarco Murray, but that doesn't mean that he's going to outperform Rice. So I don't think when you say, should you go to the waiver wire and get DeMarco Murray, I'm not sold that he's necessarily going to outproduce Sidney Rice because Sidney Rice, like him or not, is the number one option in Seattle, but I'll defer to you guys. But he, here's the thing is, I like DeMarco Murray going forward. I, I think he's going to keep this job, Fabs. I think, you know, Felix Jones is hurt. He's not. He's going to be out about a month. They don't trust Deshard Choice. He's a guy that's going to be – he's not a Bernard Scott who's going to play one week when Cedric Benson serves suspension then to be back to Cedric Benson. I think he's a guy going forward. I'd go out and get him. I think you have to go and get him. I agree with Elliot, though. I think Sidney Rice, not a bad play at all. Uh, you know, unless you've got just like you know an all-star fantasy roster, there's got to be somebody you can drop a second tight end, a uh, second kicker, or defense. Because I know a lot of people do that for some unforeseen reason. I have no idea why. But I still go out and get Murray, and not uh, not at the expense of Sidney Rice. But there's got to be a spot that you can replace uh, with Murray. So you're saying drop Neil Rackers. And go get DeMarco. If he's your number two kicker, yes. <laughs> it's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, NFL.com senior writer Steve Weiss with all the big news of the day. Coming up next here on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports like Radio. NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.